What was lazy? Kazlen. That's in the Kazban pattern, so it can use the farmer's gate. So how would you ask, why Why are the boys lazy? Ilawled kezlenine. What was lazy? Kazlen. Now so just kazlenine. That's it. Okay. Ilawled kezlenine. Ilawled kezlenine. Remember that awled can mean children and it can also mean boys. What about tired? What was tired? Taben. How would you say we're very tired because we went to the museum? Ihna Tabenin Alashen Very. Oh Ihna Tabenin Gitan Alashen Rohna il Mataf. That's it. Say it again. Ihna Tabenin Gitan Alashen Rohna il Mataf. It's also important to say that not all descriptive words and all words referring to people can go through the farmer's gate. For example, we've just had the word for children or boys, awled, and we know that that doesn't follow the same pattern. The word walad does not go through the falahin gate, and we'll meet more like that later. But in general, a lot of words connected with people can use the een ending. The other plural ending is the et ending. And this generally is used with longer words, which could be loan words, or they could be of Arabic origin. But generally speaking, the et ending is used with the longer words. We had an example of sandwich, which the plural was... Sandwichet. So how did you ask a man, do you have sandwiches today? Gandak sandwichet anaharda? Gandak sandwichet anaharda? Notice the ah on the beginning of andak, because it was and, meaning at, with the tag ak for your, at you or at your, which comes to mean you have or do you have. Uh, and if you were asking in a shop, if when the shop had had sandwiches. You, you mm. tend to use the plural in a shop because the you tends to be you plural when you're talking generally in a shop. Aendu. What's the, oh, no, what was it? What's the tag for you plural? Aendukum. That's it. Stress the middle uh. Andukum. That's it. Do you have sandwiches? Andukum sandwichet. Andukum sandwichet. Other words that can make a plural with et are the loan words like bantolon, which we had before, meaning trousers. Remember that it means a pair of trousers. So bantolon in Arabic is singular, meaning a pair of trousers. But how would we say pairs of trousers? Bantolonet. Yes. Or blouse. Blouse. And the plural would be? Blouset. And what have you done before you've added et? Got rid of the ah on the end of blusa. Yeah, we have to get rid of the ah of any feminine words before we add the et. So what was government again? Hukuma. 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 So uh, how would you say governments? Hukumet. That's it. Bantalon. Bantalonat. Blusa. Bluzet, 
Hukuma, Hukumet. How would you say the governments of Africa? El Hukumet, El Africa. First of all, we're saying the governments of Africa. And you remember when we said the kitchen of the restaurant, where do oh, we yeah. put the the? Before the restaurant. Yes. Now, in this case, Africa actually doesn't need a the at all. But we don't put it on the governments. We just say governments Africa. So the of flies out the window and Africa is just Africa. Anyway, it's not the Africa. So it's governments Africa. Try it again. Hokuma Africa. That's one government. Hokumet Africa. Ifrikia. Ifrikia. Hokumet Ifrikia. What about Nadara, a pair of glasses? How would you say pairs of glasses? Nadarat. Yes. We've also, in the earlier courses, had the word for car, which was? Arabia. Arabia. Now, when we make that plural, put the et on the end, the stress moves slightly. It moves along the word, the emphasis, the word stress, and it becomes? Arabiyat. Yes, with the emphasis on the end. Arabiyat. How would you say there are a lot of cars in this town, remembering that the word a lot doesn't change? Da. There are. How do you say there are? It's like a longer version of in. Fi. Fi arabiyat katir. Fi medinadi. Did you say in this town? I did. There's something just missing. That's it. Once more. Fi arabiyat katir fil medinadi. Fi arabiyat katir fil medinadi. We can use this with a, a lot of other loan words as well. Yes. I'll tell you a loan word and you tell me what you think it means. Balakona. Balcony. So a plural using the at pattern would be? Balakonet. Balakonet. Balcona. Balconet. Motocycle. Motorcycle. A plural? Motocyclette. Motocycle. Motocyclette. Television. Tricky. Television. <laughs> yes. Plural. Televisionet. Televisionet. So you see all these words that have traveled uh, into Arabic, Egyptian specifically, uh, can be made plural by using at. Maybe some of you uh, have heard of hammamet or hammam, a Turkish bath. Hammamet is in fact a plural of hammam, the traditional Turkish bathhouse. But in Arabic, it means just bathroom, bathroom. Mm. or restroom. Hammam. It doesn't have to be a Turkish type of bath. It's just bathroom. So, for example, how would you ask somebody, where are the bathrooms? Where are the restrooms? Hammamet fin. Yes. Hammamet fin. You see the stress of a double letter here. Hammamet. That's very important because without it, you could end up saying a completely different word. For instance, listen to these two words. Hammamet. Hammamet. Now, the first one means bathrooms. The second one means pigeons. (laughs) So you could end up asking, where are the pigeons? Where are the pigeons? (laughs) (laughs) Watch that double meh meh sound. 
How would you ask, are there, are there restrooms here? Are there bathrooms here? Are you asking about bathrooms or pigeons? That's it. And uh, if you think there's only one bathroom in the place where you are, how would you ask? How would you say there are four balconies and three bathrooms in the villa? And villa is just villa. Do you remember what happens when we put a number directly? We have to use a shorter version. So instead of saying talata, we chop it off when we put it directly before a noun. So instead of saying talata hammamet, we're going to say talatamamet. Yes. Try it again. Fi araba balkonet wetalatamamet bilvilla. That's the short version as well of arba'a becomes arba. If you say it just by itself, if you're counting, you say three, four, you say talata arba'a. But if you're putting it before something that you're specifically counting, like a bathroom or a balcony, then you get the shorter versions, which are talat and arba'a. So let's just try it once more. There are four balconies. The Araba balconet with Talat Hammamet Vivilla. In the villa. Vilvilla. That's it. The Araba balconet with Talat Hammamet Vilvilla. So we've seen how certain words that refer to people go through the Falahin gate. And certain words, longer words, both loan words and Arabic origin, tend to add et to get to the plural. So now let's look at what is probably the majority of words, which are shorter words, generally speaking, shorter words closer to the original three root pattern and how we make those plural. Now these are our internal plurals, which are similar to the English plural mouse mice or man men and they involve changing the vowel sounds within and occasionally before the root to produce a plural so what we need to do is we need to strip words again back to their roots to put them into the various plural patterns I say various because there are a dozen or so significant internal plural patterns in Arabic and many, many more obscure and archaic ones that we're not even going to begin to worry about here. We don't need to worry about. But a dozen or so significant plural patterns that will get the Arabic plural antenna moving. They hear this pattern an Arabic native speaker will instinctively know that they are listening to a plural because the pattern is a plural pattern. We're going to look at five to six of the most common of these patterns so that you start to get a feel for how they work and start also to get your Arabic plural antenna moving, if you like, twitching to the patterns. Now, in general, there is no way automatically of knowing which word is going to use which pattern. As you practice and use the words more and the patterns more, you'll start to develop an ear 
and you will start to be able to predict more which type of words will use which type of pattern, but there's no automatic way of telling. So do I have to use a pattern or can I just stick in at the end of anything? No, it doesn't quite work like that. If you want to make the plural of a word and you add an in at the end or an at at the end, and that's not really its pattern, uh, what will happen is that the person listening to you will have an instinctive feel that you are trying to talk about a group of things. In the same way that uh, another Arab, if he uses uh, a word with me, an Arabic speaker, and I don't know what that word is, and it ends with an in or an at, I will know that it is a plural. I may not know the meaning of the word, but at least I will know that it's plural. And I'll try and help you. I'll try and work it out and perhaps suggest things back to you. Each word does have its correct plural, but that shouldn't stop you having a go. And in most cases, it won't impede communication. Just as if you said mouses, people would understand what you meant. Mm. Um, and they might say back to you, do you mean mice? The same would happen mainly with, with an Arabic speaker, and you would have communicated your, your meaning. The first pattern we've already met in the earlier courses. We met the plural of bank, which was? Banouk. How would you say there are three banks in the town? Fi talat banouk fil medina. Fi talat banouk fil medina. How would you say there aren't any banks here? Mefish banukhinna. Shorter at the beginning. Mafish. That's it. Mafish banukhinna. Mafish banukhinna. This is also applied to bait. What are the root letters of bait, do you think? Ba wa ta. It's bayit. Bait. Ba ya ta. That's it. Wa and ya can be a root letter, though they tend to sometimes morph into vowels. But in this case, you can hear it, bait, bait, bait. So if we put that into the banuk pattern, we'll call it the banuk pattern, then what would we get for the plural of bait? Bayut. Careful, what was the first vowel? Yeah. Sorry, what was the first vowel of the pattern, banuk? Bayut. Yes. Buyut. It's buyut. It's an uh sound after the first root sound, b, uh, followed by the second root, n, and then a long oo, and then the third root, k, banuk, buyut. How would you say my father has four houses? Andu. My father. Okay. Aboya. Andu. Arba abayut. And what are we going to say for four when it's in front of Bayut, the shorter version? Arba? Yes. Abuya andu arba Bayut. Other examples we can fit into this pattern are a word that would already be familiar to you. Sheikh. Now in English, this is often pronounced as sheikh, but it does end with a ch. Sheikh. Sheikh, which is a word with a lot of meanings. Yes, you have a sheikh, meaning an elderly man, and a sheikha, meaning uh, an elderly woman. But sheikh also is used to describe uh, the chief of a tribe, for instance. Now the uh, root 
Shayakha is to age. So if I wanted to work out from that root Shayakha, a place where a sheikh lives, what do you think that would be? Is it going to be feminine or not? It is feminine, yes, like like madrasa. Mashiacha? Mashiacha, that's right. There is also a religious sheikh who is uh, someone who uh, studied Islam and possibly teaches uh, Islam to uh, a younger generation. He's a sheikh as well. And then in Egypt, you have... Sheikh al-Hara. Hara is like an alley, and that's a very old term. The old man of the alley is a representative of the government who uh, is supposed, his job is to know everyone in the alley. Sheikh al-Hara, that's his job. So that if they have a son, and the son uh, reaches uh, drafting age, he will call upon him to go and do his military service. And in a village, there is a man who has the same function, also representing the government, called Sheikh al-Balad. Al-Balad, Balad is used to mean uh, a village. Sheikh al-Balad is the old man of the village, and he represents the interests of the government in the village. So a very wide-ranging word, and a word that we can make plural by using the banuk pattern. So the root of sheikh was sha ya kha. So put it into the banuk pattern. Shayukh. What's the first vowel? Uh. Uh. Shayukh. Shuyukh. It's a short uh followed by a long u. Shuyukh. Shuyukh is most often used in, in phrases connected to gatherings of the type of sheikh that Mahmoud's been talking about. So we might have a council of sheikhs, for example. Now, council in Arabic comes from the root to sit down, which is ga la sa, ga la sa. And we put it in the pattern for places. This time it's very similar to mazgid. Mazgid meaning mosque. And if you put galasa into that pattern, you will get the word meaning council or place where you sit down, which is... Maglis? Yeah, maglis. So if we wanted to say council of sheikhs or council of the sheikhs, how would we say that? Maglis ishiuch. Yes. Maglis ishiuch, the council of elders. Another word that fits into this pattern nicely is the word for lesson, which comes from the root for studying, which was... Da'ra'sa. Yes, and then the word for lesson is a very short word, dars, dars. So it fits into our pattern of being quite close to the original three-root pattern, dars. Put that in the banuk pattern for lessons. Darus, durus. That's it. Durus. How would you say we have music lessons every day? How did we say every day? Kulliyum. Yes. Kulla meaning every or can mean all. Kulliyum, every day. We have music lessons every day. And in a durus, do you say durus il musica or just durus musica? Just without the uh, il. 
Okay. Lessons of at the window music. Mm. Try it again. Andina durus musica colium. Yes. So you instinctively switch them around. I said music lessons, but you instinctively switch them to say lessons of understood music. And that's how Arabic deals with that kind of concept. You have to always think of understood and put it that way around. Andina durus musica colium. What was the word for months? Shahr. And what's the root? Shahara. Shahr also fits into the banuk pattern. What would the plural be? Shahur. That's it. How would you say three months? Talat shahur. Talat shuhur. Try it again. Talat shuhur. How would you say four months? Arba shuhur. Arba shuhur. How would you say six months? Sit shuhur. Yes. And you've taken the a off the end. Sitta is six by itself, but sit tushur. Sit tushur. Five is khamsa. 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 And the shorter version of khamsa, which you need to use if you're actually counting something, would be khamas. Because you can't just say khams. The mouth doesn't like that. It turns into khamas. So how would you say five months? Khamas shuhur. Yes. We were in Syria for five months. In Arabic, you don't need the four. You just say, we were in Syria five months. Kanu. What did you just say? Yeah. What, what does kanu mean? They were in... They, they were. were. Yes, because can... Kernit and Kernu go up one part of the split stem. It's another split stem with a hollow middle. What's the other part of the stem? Kunna, is it? Yes. Yeah. So Kun is the other part, and then the tail for we is? No. Yeah. So we were? Kunna? Yes. Kunna fisuria hamas suhur. Oh, shuhur. That's it. Once more? Kunna fisuria hamas shuhur. Kunna fisuria hamas shuhur. What about I was in Egypt for three months? Kunt fi masr telet shuhur. Telet. Telet. Hit the beginning. Telet. Telet shuhur. Yeah. Once more. Kunt fi masr telet shuhur. Kunt fi masr telet shuhur. Did you hear the helping vowel between kunt and masr? Another word in the Banuk pattern we can add is the word melik. Melik means king. Melik. What's the root? Malaka. And we should be aware that although ma and meh and mu are common additions which are part of the pattern, as in maktub, maglis, muftah, m can also be one of the root sounds. So ma la ka, the m is one of the roots sounds. It's the first root. Melik, king, king. Put it in the banuk pattern. Maluk. Yes. And that's actually a very useful root, malaka. Malaka, yes, it is a root connected with the 
possessions, property, control. Milk. Milk is property. So you can uh, use a little device to remember it. This is my bottle of milk. This is my bottle of milk. Milk, uh, property. So how would you say property of the government or government property, government owned? Milk, hukuma. Of the government. Milk, al-hukuma. Milk, al-hukuma. Property of the government. If you wanted to say private, the word for uh, private is khas. So private property would be milk khas. Milk khas, yes. Private property, milk khas. Some of you will have heard of the Mamelukes who were in Egypt uh, and Syria many years ago. And they, they were called Mamelukes because they were slave soldiers. They were owned by the, the king at the time. Can you see that the word Mamluk is the root Malaka put into the Mahmud pattern? So the root means to possess or to control. So Mamluk means controlled, possessed, in other words, enslaved. And you can see two M sounds appearing. One is part of the pattern, Ma, and one is the first root, M. So you end up with Mam on the beginning, Mamluk. In fact, this reminds me of the word magnoon, which means somebody <laughs> who is mad because he is obsessed by the gin, by the jinn. That's where it comes from. G magnoon G is someone who is prophet, exactly, someone who is owned by the gin. So if you wanted to say somewhere that a king was, a place where a king was, and you put it into the madrasa pattern, what would you end up with? Mamluka. You've got a bit of a mixture there. Careful. Madrasa pattern we're putting it into. Make a word with malaka. Sounds like madrasa. Lamlaka. <laughs> what are we, so we're starting with ma, and then put the first root, so... Ma. And then the first root is? Ma. Okay, so we got mam. Now continue the pattern with the second root. La. That's it. And then the third root. Ka. That's it. Now put it together. Mamlaka. Yes. Which means, what do you think it means? Palace? Not quite. The place where palace. a king rules more. Okay. Which we would say? Kingdom. 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 Yes. The stress, the word emphasis, follows the madrasa pattern. Mamlaka. Mamlaka. So what do you think al-mamlaka al-arabiya Saudiya means? The, the kingdom of Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Very good. Mm -hmm. Mamlaka is used quite a lot. In fact, it's used in the title of United Kingdom as well. It's called il-mamlaka il-mutahida. Il-mamlaka al-mutahida, yes. So we have back to our original word, melik, and the plural in the Banuq pattern, which was? Muluk. Yes. So can you guess what queen is? Muluka. That's the plural you've put into. Oh, malika. Malika. Good. Malika. How would you say, for example, the king of Jordan will visit Kuwait tomorrow? Jordan is il-ordun. Il Ordun. In Arabic, it has il on the front. So, how would you say 
the king of Jordan, remembering how we said Samira's daughter and the kitchen of the restaurant. How would you say the king of Jordan? Malik Elordan. That's it. So how would you say the king of Jordan will visit Kuwait tomorrow and we've got to go now to the vase to deal with the future he will visit? Malik Elordan. Okay, that's good. There's something missing. It's also the Kuwait in Arabic. Okay, so slow it down a bit. Malik Elordan. Khayezur il Kuwait Bukra. Malik Elordan. Khayezur il Kuwait Bukra. And you notice that uh, when you combine the the ha, which means future, and you combine it with the flower, meaning he, yeah, the ha becomes more like hai, haizur, haizur. The it is almost dropped out. Haizur. How would you say there used to be, and we're going to say there were, which is the same as there used to be in Arabic. There used to be kings in Egypt. Kenufi. Ah, what's the past of fi? How do you say oh, there was? Kenfi. Why do I not have to make the can plural? Because it doesn't change ever. Fi is unchangeable. So fi means there is and there are. And can fi means there was and there were. Okay. It doesn't change because the can is putting the fi into the past and Rather not referring directly to the thing, in this case, the maluk, the kings. Okay. So it's not they were. If you were saying they were, you would say kenu. But because we're saying there were we're putting fee into the past it's can fee okay try it again can fee muluk for masr can fee muluk for masr notice the emphasis on the statement the intonation you'll just sound more egyptian if you stress particular parts of the sentence like can fee muluk for masr can fee muluk for masr that's it uh, in Egypt, when you do heads or tails with a coin, you say Malik walla Kitaba. Malik being king, or walla. Kitaba is writing. So when you flip the coin, <laughs> it comes from, I suppose, the time when there were kings in Egypt, and the coin had the picture of the king on one side and all kinds of writing on the other. So heads or tails is Malik walla Kitaba. <laughs> and they still use it now, even though yes. there are no yes, longer any kings. <laughs> <laughs> Bank has come in to Arabic and has been adopted, if you like. It's been sucked into the root system because it appears to have the three root consonants, so it's been sucked in and made into one of the internal plurals, because it fits that pattern better. Whereas a longer word like television, it's not possible to do that with, so we just added et to the end, television. Another word like bank is the word for yacht that again has been brought in and assimilated, adopted by the Arabic root system. And the word for yacht is yacht. It's spelt C-H-T in, in English, but obviously we don't pronounce it like that. But in, in Arabic, the middle root has turned into a ch. So yacht. So they've adopted the root as what? Yachta. Yes. And they've put that into the Banuk pattern to make a plural of Yachut. Yes. Meaning yachts.
Yacht Yuchut. So we could say, for example, there are many yachts in the marina, and marina is marina, marina. So how would you say there are many yachts in the marina? Fi yuchut kitir fil marina. That's it. Fi yuchut kitir fil marina. How would you say the king has four yachts? El malik gandu arba yuchut. El malik gandu arba yuchut. But the queen has five yachts. Bas el malika andaha خمس يخوت بس الملكة عندها خمس يخوت We've met another common internal plural pattern and that's أولاد the plural pattern we met for أولاد meaning children Yes, children or boys actually coming from the plural of the word for boy which is ولد So what's the root there? ولد and if you look, you can see that it's a similar pattern to the plural that we used for pyramids, which was... Ahram. Can you hear the similarity? Awlad Ahram. They both start with an ah, except with awlad, because it's combined with the w, it becomes aw. So we've got awlad. We've got the ahram. We've got an ah before the root this time. That's not very usual, but it isn't impossible to put a vowel before the root. Ow, led, and then an air between the second and the third root. Ahram is actually the plural of the singular word haram, which means pyramid, a pyramid. Haram, ahram, walad. Awlad. Haram, ahram, walad, awlad. Another example of a loan word that's come in that has apparently three consonants, so it's been sucked into the system, is the word film. Film. So Arabic has adopted the root as. Falama. Yes, falama. Fits nicely into the three root pattern. And they've made a plural out of it. In the Ahram pattern, so the plural of film would be Aflam. That's it. Film, Aflam. Aflam meaning films. Sometimes it sounds slightly odd to the English ear to have these loan words put into the patterns that to our ear sounds alien, but you can see how they fit very neatly into these plural patterns because their singular is very close to the three-root pattern. I like is bahib. Bahib. So how would you say I don't like? Mish bahib. We can only use mish with the future. When we go over to the verb tables... We can only use mish with ha when we're talking about the future. We can use mish to mean not generally with the ing words. And you can say, ena mish doctora, I'm not a doctor. When we go to the verb tables, you can only use mish with ha. So we need to use the other part of the mish mash with all the other verbs. So use the mash, the split mash. Mabahibsh. That's it. We need, just need a little helping vowel between the two b, b and the sh. 
ما بحبش ما بحبش More like an eh. So how would you say I don't like long films? ما بحبش أفلام We need we need the b in there really because I like is بحب so I don't like is ما بحبش ما بحبش أفلام طويل Now let's look at that closely. Firstly, in the earlier courses, we learnt that plurals that aren't people can't go through the farmer's gate. Where do they go? Through the Samira door. That's it. Only people can go through the farmer's gate. That means that when we're talking about plurals that aren't people, and we're using a descriptive word with them, like we are here, long films, the long films, They have to pick up an ah, as if they were a singular female person, like Samira. So, first of all, how would we say simply long films? Aflem toila. Aflem toila. That's it. We picked up the ah, we've put the descriptive word after what we're describing as we normally do. So, how would we say the long films? Ilflem toila. Say the first il more clearly. El aflam, el tawila. Yes, and you use the el tawila instead of el tawila, which is good. El aflam, el tawila. When we're saying I don't like long films, we're talking in general, and for generalities, Arabic tends to use il. So what you're going to say is I don't like the long films. I don't like long films in general. Mm-hmm. Once more. Ma bahibish el aflam el tawila. That's it. ما بحبش الأفلام الطويلة. How would you ask a female? Have you seen all the films? How are we going to say all the films? كل الأفلام. Yes, because كل like we met in كل يوم every day, but it can also mean all when it's followed by إل كل إل all the whatever. So asking a female, have you seen all the films? شفتي كل الأفلام. شفتي كل الأفلام؟ Another word you can put into the ahram pattern is the word for river, which was نهر. What's the root there? نهر. Put it into the ahram pattern. النهر. Nearly. We need an ah before the first root. Oh, sorry, of course. And then the second root straight <laughs> after the first root, and then a long ah. أنهار. It's in the ahram pattern, so the stress is on the final syllable. Anhar. That's it. Anhar. Nahr. Anhar. So you could say, for example, we saw some beautiful rivers. Where's rivers going to go? Which door is it going to go through when we're describing it? The Samira door. That's it. We saw some beautiful rivers and some... Where's that going? Like uh, an an. After. No, it's going out of the window. <laughs> oh. Because in English, when we say some, some beautiful rivers, we're not talking about any particular beautiful rivers. And it's a word we don't include in Arabic, like uh and an. So you can just say, we saw beautiful rivers. Shufna anhar gamila. Shufna anhar gamila. A new root now that we can put into this pattern. The root saw, the back saw, ha, the breathy ha, b, 
which is connected with friendship or ownership and has actually come into English through India as Sahib, you might have heard, which is was used in the Raj for Sir or Mr. But the Arabic word has the emphasis on the beginning more, Sahib. Sahib. And it can mean friend or owner, but we'll use it meaning friend at the moment, Sahib. So how would you say, I have a friend in Egypt? عندي صاحب في مصر. عندي صاحب في مصر. Which would mean a male friend. So what do you think we would say if we meant a, a female friend? Sahiba. That's right, but the ih is actually going to drop out a little bit. Do you remember we had the raiyah and raiha? So the same happens here, sahib and sahba. Sahib, sahba. So how would you say, I have a friend in Jordan, a female friend in Jordan? عندي صحبة في الأردن عندي صحبة في الأردن Sahib fits into the same pattern for the plural as Ahram and Awlad and Aflam and Anhar. So what's the plural going to be? Ashab Ashab Careful to pronounce the back, Sah. Ashab. Ashab. Now, the plural ashab, that can be male or female friends or a mixture of the two. So, how would you say she has friends in Jordan? Andha ashab fil Jordan. We have a little helping vowel missing because her is the tag for she, which you've added to the end of and, which is right. But because and, Finishes his nerd, we stick a helping vowel in there. And her. That's it. Ashab fil Urdun. Ashab. And her. Ashab fil Urdun. Try it again. And her. Ashab fil Urdun. That's it. You should notice that the pronunciation of the long R or air, it does depend a little bit on the sound that comes before. So if the sound is in the back of your mouth, like this ashab, it tends to be more ah. If the sound's further towards the front of your mouth, aflam, tends to be more like air. It's affected by where the previous sound is, but it's the same pattern. Aflam, ashab. The difference is really just where your mouth is when you're producing that long R or air. How would you say my friends? Ashabi. Mm-hmm. My friends are a little busy today. Ashabi mashghulin shwaya enharada. That's it. And you did well. You sent it through the farmer's gate because? Uh, it's a group of people. Yes. أصحابي مشغولين شوية النهاردة. How would you ask a male, where are your friends today? أصحابك فين النهاردة? أصحابك فين النهاردة? This Ahram plural pattern I met, in fact, not too long ago uh, in a word that I didn't know was used in that way. I mean, I knew it was plural from just the way it's written, but I didn't know it was used that way. And the word was afrash. Now, I know that farasha is the root for laying out or spreading out. And I saw something written and it said talat afrash. 
and I worked out that it's three beds. And I thought, afrash, that's not the usual word for beds. And it was someone advertising that they had rooms with three beds in them. Talat, afrash, from the root farasha, uh, using the plural pattern ahram. It's a good example of how a native speaker can hear or read a word and because of its pattern know it's a plural. Afrash immediately is recognized as a plural and then instinctively will start to look for the root to work out this unfamiliar word because words and roots and patterns can be used slightly differently in different areas of the Arab world. So native speakers are doing this in fact all the time. We met another plural in the earlier programs, and that's the plural of kitab, book, which was? Kutub. That's it. Kutub. Now, this plural sounds a little similar to the plural of bank, banuk, but has a shorter vowel. Listen to the two. Banuk, kutub. And the emphasis is on the first part this time. Too short, uh, kutub, kutub. So how would you say, where are our books? Kutubna fein. That's it. Kutubna fein. And in fact, you've instinctively moved the stress a little bit because you put the na on the end. Kutub, kutubna. What about, I don't know where our books are, talking as a male? Mish'arif kutubna fein. Ana mish'arif kutubna fein. You might add the enna if you were talking in isolation, if you like, just to make it clear that it's I and not you or he. How would you ask, do they have English books here? Andohum kutub ingrizia hina. What you said was perfectly correct, but there is something about the Kuwaiti words. Why did you say ingrizia? Well, there was an object that was plural, but I just remembered you don't agree. Well, you can. It's not that you don't, actually. With the Kuwaiti words, we've mentioned that groups of objects go through the Samira door and pick up the A. And that's generally true in spoken Arabic. And it's actually always true in more formal Arabic. But in spoken Arabic, the Kuwaiti words, the ones ending with E, like Inglisi, Often people just don't bother, to be honest. <laughs> they don't bother agreeing those type of words. So it's more common to hear kutub inglisi. It's a bit hit and miss with those words, whether they will or they won't. And you may hear both, but it's probably more common. Kutub inglisi would be more common in spoken, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah. you have to think that the general rule for uh, spoken is they always look for the easier way of saying the shortcuts, the th things like that, as long as it communicates the meaning. So you might say kutub ingilisi, magalla ingilisi, magazine, even though magalla is a feminine word, but it's still magalla ingilisi. Possibly because ingilisi, it's a longer word, so it's a bit more of a mouthful to bother agreeing it, but either is correct. Do they have English books here? Anduhum kutub ingilisi hena? Anduhum kutub ingilisi hena? So we can see that the pattern is with too short uh. And other examples of words that follow this plural pattern are the words that we know like Madina. And what's the root with Madina? Ma-da-na. Yes, and it's another one that the ma is part of the root and not part of the pattern, as it is in Madrasa, where the root is... 
Da-ra-sa. Yeah, but Madina, the m is an integral part of the root. So put that into the plural pattern, the kutta pattern, and we get Mudun. Mudun. So how would you say large cities? Mudun kibira. More like i. Mudun kibira. How would you say the queen has houses in all the large cities? El malika andaha bayut fil kull maldina. How would you say all the cities? Kull al All the large cities. Kull al il kabira. That's it. Okay, try it once more. The queen has houses in all the large cities. El malika andaha bayut fi kull al il kabira. El malika andaha bayut Another word that fits into the pattern is a new word that has a singular that sounds a bit like Medina, and that's Safina. Medina, Safina. Safina. Safina means ship. So what would the plural be? Sufun. That's it. Safina, Sufun. How would you say all the ships? Kul Sufun. Kul Sufun. So how would you ask, are all the ships from Panama? Panama being the same in Arabic as in English. Do you just use min to say? That's it, yes. كل السفن من Panama? That's it. كل السفن من Panama? The Arabic for port is mina. Sounds a little bit like marina, mina, mina, which is the word for port, mina. So how would you say, there are some large ships in the port? How would we say there are? It's the same as there is. Fi sufun kibira filmina. Fi sufun kibira filmina. Another word again with the same kind of pattern in the singular as Medina and Safina is the word gizira, which means island. You might have heard of a satellite TV channel called Al Jazeera, which is um, the modern standard way of saying the island. It refers, I believe, to the Arabian Peninsula. In spoken Egyptian, Al Jazeera is a gizira, because uh, in Egypt, most of the J sounds are pronounced as G sounds. But in other Arab-speaking countries, you might hear the proper uh, ja in their everyday speech. So, for instance, in Egyptian, you would say gamil. Elsewhere, you might hear it as jamil. Or we would say gedid. Elsewhere, you might hear it as jadid. The word for camel, gamel, we say. And elsewhere, they would say jamel, and so on. So how would we say the hotel was on a large island? And in Arabic, we're going to say in a large island, meaning on a large island. El fundo can fi gizira kibira? El fundo can fi gizira kibira. Notice that the fit was a bit shorter. So if the plural is the same as Medina, Mudun, Safina, Sufan, what's the plural of gizira? Guzur. Yes. Gizira, Guzur. How would you say we visited a lot of islands? Zurna, Guzur, Katir? Yes, Katir doesn't change. Oh, it doesn't, okay. Once more. Zurna, Guzur, Katir. 
زرنا جزر كتير. But we didn't visit all the islands. بس ما زرناش كل الجزر. What's the last word? What's the plural? جزر. That's it. Good. زرنا جزر كتير بس ما زرناش كل الجزر. Another common plural pattern is a plural that we can remember because it's the pattern that goes with the word for camel. So camel in Arabic is... Gamal. The plural of gamal is gimel. Gamal, gimel. Gimel means camels. So what's happening there? We've got the root letters which are... Gamala. We're putting a short I after the first root and a long E or R if the root letter is at the back of the mouth between the second and the third. And so we're getting Gimel, Gimel. If the Arabic word for desert is Sahara, which you can remember because English gets the name of the desert, the Sahara Desert, from this word. Sahara. How would we say we saw camels in the desert? Shufna Gimel Fisahara. How would you say we saw five camels in the desert? Shufna Hamas Gamel Filsahara. Shufna Hamas Gimel Fisahara. Fisahara. The same plural can be applied to the word for dog. So I'll give you the word and tell me what the plural would be. So the word for dog is kelb. Kelb. So what would the plural be applying the same pattern? Kelb. 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 And how would you say three dogs? Telet kelb. Telet kelb. My brother has three dogs. Akhuya, andu, telet kelb. Akhuya, andu, telet kelb. Another one is the word gabal. Gabal. It means mountain or large hill. Gabal. Another word that may be more familiar to you with the je pronunciation. Yes, you may have heard of uh, Jabal. There is an area in uh, Dubai called Jabal Ali, uh, which is quite famous. In fact, Gibraltar comes from the Arabic Jabal Tariq called after a leader who was involved with the uh, Moorish uh, conquest of Spain. You may have heard of Jabal Musa in Sinai in, in Egypt, which is a mountain of Moses, where uh, some people believe this is the mountain upon which Moses received the Ten Commandments. So if we fit it into the same plural as Gamal Gimel, camel, camels, we've got Gabal, and the plural would be Gibel. Gabal, Gibel. Seven is Saba. Saba. If you put it in front of a noun, you're counting something specific, then you have the shorter version, which is Saba. They sound a bit similar, <laughs> but in fact, not to you. No, they're not similar. I'll tell you. Saba, Saba. So in the second one, the ah sound is at the end. In the first one, the A is followed by another A. It's very similar to Arba, meaning four, and Arba. You lose the A sound in the end. And the stress. describing something, yeah. And the emphasis moves a bit. 
So how would you say there are seven mountains or seven hills? Fi Saba Gimel. What have you just said there? Gimel. Oh, I said camels. Whoops. Oh, Gimel. Fi Saba Gimel. Yes. Fi Saba Gimel. If we want to say around, the Arabic is Hawalain. Hawalain. Perhaps a way of imagining this is, it sounds a bit like howling. Hawalain. You can imagine wolves howling around you. Hawalain. Rome is Roma. So how would you say there are seven hills or mountains around Rome? Fi Sava Gibel Hawalain Roma. Fi Sava Gibel Hawalain Roma. We can use an expression like Gibel Atlas, the Atlas Mountains. Gibel Atlas. How would you say the Atlas Mountains are in Morocco? Gibel Atlas fil Maghreb. Gibel Atlas fil Maghreb. All the patterns we've been looking at so far are connected with words which have the three root sounds. And this covers the huge majority of words in the Arabic language having the three roots. But there are a few which have four roots. And we've met some of those. For example, what was the word for cup? Fingen. So if it's got four roots, what would the four roots be? Fa, na, ga, na. That's it. So there's four roots there. It's got an additional root. Another word that you'd be familiar with is sultan, because it's come straight into English as sultan. Sultan. That again has four roots, which would be? Sa-la-ta-na. That's it. The root is actually with a back to. Sa-la-ta-na. Sultan. Quite often, words that have four roots actually have a repeated pair. And one that you're familiar with is the word falafel. Falafel. Where the repeated pair is... Fa-la, fa-la. Yes. Can you hear them repeating themselves? Falafel. Falafel is actually a plural word, and it's the plural of filfila, which means pepper. A bell pepper. Filfila. Because we already know the plural falafel, we know the pattern for the plural with words that have the four roots or the repeated pair. Falafel. Filfila. Falafel. We've also met these words used as plurals um, when we met the word for tomatoes. Tomatim. Tomatim. Or potatoes. Batatis. Batatis. So if you listen, you can hear the pattern. They all sound like falafel. Falafel, tamatim, batatis. We've got a, a, i, batatis, falafel. And it's a or air depending on where your mouth is when you're saying that long a, air sound. So another word we've met with the four roots is the word for hotel, which is Originally, the fourth root would have been something that's now been dropped. The ka. Yeah, so what's the root? That's it. Funduk. So can you put that into the falafel pattern to make a plural? Funduk. 
Listen, falafel. Once more. Fanadic. That's it. Now drop the calf again. Fanadic. Funduk. Fanadic. Hotels. So how would you ask, where are all the hotels? Kulil fanadic fin. Kulil fanadic fin. Or fin kulil fanadic. How would you say, there aren't any hotels here? Mafish fanadic hina. Can you say it as a statement? Mafish fanadic hina. Mafish fanadic hina. If you said it in a questioning tone like you did, it would be like, aren't there any hotels here? So it just depends on the tone. Uh, we've seen how uh, loan words that can be put into the three root system can work in, in an Arabic context. For instance, you've met a bank, bunuk, film, aflam. So the, the plural is made by uh, manipulating the root of essentially a foreign word. This is also done with words that have four root sounds. For example, football. El football. When we say uh, el football, we could be talking about the football boots, for instance. So how would you make a plural of football using the falafel pattern? Fadabel. Fadabel. Football. Fadabel. That's what they do. Also, another word that came straight into Arabic is the word for tanker. Uh, we call it tanker. So how would you say there are a lot of tankers in the port? Fi tanakir kitir filmina. Fi tanakir kitir filmina. That's right. Tanakir is a loan word that we have applied the falafel pattern to it to get the plural. Tanakir. When we made words of place like madrasa and, and maglis, we added ma onto the beginning of the root and created effectively words that now resemble words with four roots. The ma isn't actually part of the root, but if we want to make a plural, they slot into the same pattern because we've now got the additional ma on the front that has to be put into the pattern. So the madrasa words are put into the same falafel pattern for the plural, including the initial m sound. So let's try a few. I'll give you the singular, and you see if you can give me the plural. So we've got school, which is madrasa. Schools would be? Madaris. Madrasa. Madaris. Restaurant is? Matam. So restaurants. Mat-ta-im. That's it. Matam, Mataim. Museum was Matahaf. And the plural? Matahaf. Matahif. Yes, with an i at the end. Matahaf. Matahif. And a court, like a tennis court or a playing field or a pitch. Malah. That's it. And the plural? Malayb. Malab. Malayb. What was an office? Maktab. Offices? Makatib. Maktab. Makatib. Large offices? Makatib kabira. 
مكاتب كبيرة. How would you say there are no schools on the island? ما فيش مدارس في الجزيرة. ما فيش مدارس في الجزيرة. What about where are all the restaurants? كل المطاعم فين؟ كل المطاعم فين؟ Or it sounds more plausible to say فين كل المطاعم؟ I think the second, because this is what you're saying. Where are all the restaurants? Sometimes that's what languages come down to, how it sounds. Yeah. yeah. How would you ask a group of people, how did you visit all the museums? You... Is it Zoru? No. You've got slightly mixed up. So you've got the right part of the stem of the hollow verb. You've gone up the right part because for enter, enti and entu, all the u's go up with zor. But what's the tail you're going to put on for you as a group? What's you, male, visited? Zornak. You've got the wrong tags. We don't want the tags. We want the tails, the verbal tails. Oh, zor, zort. That's it. So you, male, visited zort. Female? Um, zorti. Yeah. Group? Zortu. That's it. So what we want is, how did you visit all the museums? You visited all the museums, how? Zortu kolel matahif lazim. What's how? Zay. How did you visit all the museums? Zortu kolel matahif zay. That's good. Zortu kolel matahif zay. How would you say... There are seven tennis courts in the hotel. في سبع ملاعب في الفندق. Yeah, there are seven tennis courts. في سبع ملاعب تنس في الفندق. في سبع ملاعب تنس في الفندق. The words that we've met with four roots that have the emphasis at the end, like sultan, they use the falafel plural, but you need to emphasize the end of the plural as well. So it becomes more like falafil. So if you meet a word that has the emphasis at the end, like sultan, then the i at the end of the plural is going to turn into e. So how would we say sultans? Salatin. Sultan, Salatin. So another word that we've met with the four roots that has the emphasis at the end is Fingen, meaning cup. So how would you say cups? Fenagin. Fingen, Fenagin. How would you ask a male, could we have some cups, please? Mumkin Fenagin min fadlak. Mumkin Fenagin min fadlak. And you chuck the sum out the window. That's good. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. We're just asking, can we have cups? There are other patterns that begin with ma or m that we've met, other than the place words, that have the emphasis on the end. So, for example, muftah, which was like an instrument of opening and came to mean... Key. So, you can hear the emphasis on the end, muftah, And this is going to slot into our elongated falafel pattern as well. We'll produce a plural of... Muftahin. It's falafel, falafel. And we're going to start with a ma. 
Maftahin. Falafil. So what's the first root after the m? Fa. Okay, but after the f, we need another s. Falafil. So it's m. Fahin. What's the second root after the f? Muftah. Ta. Okay, so we got m. Tahin. Very close. Tih. Ma fa tih. Fa la feel. Can you hear it? Muftah. Mafatih. It's the perhaps that is unusual to pronounce at the end of a word, but it's a consonant. Perhaps an easier one might be the word that we used, mamluk. Now, in English, if historians are talking about them in the plural, they tend to say mamluks, but that's not the Arabic plural. Arabic would never do that. They're going to put it into this falafil plural. So we get mamluk. Mamalik. Mamluk. Mamalik. Another one is uh, the word we used for concept, which also means understood. Mafhum. Mafhum. Again, when we put that into this pattern, we're going to get the plural, concepts. Mafahim. Hit the end. Because it's mafhum and the emphasis is on the end of the singular, you need to also emphasize the end of the plural. Mafahim. That's it. Mafhum. Mafahim. How would you say, as a male, I don't know where my keys are? Ana mish aref. So it's just a slight change uh, of emphasis. You got the pattern right, but the emphasis on the word. Try it again. Good. How would you say to a male, your keys are in the kitchen? So we've looked now at a number of different plural patterns and you'll be starting to get a feel for the types of words that fall into these patterns. We also mentioned earlier that many words referring to people will go through the farmer's gate, felahin, and you can make them plural by adding in. Sometimes though, as in awlad, these words referring to people will have a, a separate pattern. An example of this is the Karim pattern. So words that come from the Karim pattern generally don't go through the farmer's gate. They generally have another plural pattern associated with them. And that is what I'm going to call the ulala pattern, because that's what it sounds like. Ulala, ulala. I'll give you an example from Karim, which means... Generous? Yes, or a generous person. Karim Kurama. Karim Kurama. We've got generous person and generous people, kurama. Other examples of this pattern are the word amir, from which we get our word emir, prince, amir. And you may only be able to hear two consonants in the word amir, ma, ra, amir. But in fact, the first root is a strange little half letter, as the Arab grammarians call it, which is just like a little pause, uh, something like that, amir. So the first root is just uh. uh. It has a name in Arabic called Hamza, and it's just uh. So the root is in fact uh, amir. 
So what do you think the plural would be using ulala? Amir. Umura. That was very close. Yes. yes. Amir. Omara. Princes. Omara. So how would you say all the princes? And we're going to say the princes, all of them. So we're going to put the tag for they onto the end of our word for all. Omara kullahum. Yes, it's more like uhum. Il omara kulluhum. All the princes have yachts. Il omara kulluhum and uhum yachut. For yuchut, the first vowel is an u rather than an a. Yuchut, buyut. Another word is wazir. You may have heard it's come into English as vizier, vizier, but the original Arabic is wazir, meaning minister. Wazir, political minister or governmental minister. Wazir. So if we put that into the ulala pattern, wazir, we will get ministers. Wazara. Wazir. Wazara. So these are examples of different kind of plurals which should alert you. If you hear that kind of pattern, it should alert you to the fact that you're hearing a plural. So you're starting now to get the hang of the different plurals and your antenna will be starting to twitch at a number of different patterns. For example, if you heard the word Bukhala, you may not know what it means, but you will start to think, I think that's a plural, which it is in fact the plural of Bakhil, which means miser, miserly, miser. Bakhil, Bukhala. But you should recognize now plurals for their pattern. And then you can strip them back to the root so that you can maybe find a familiar word you know with that root. Or you can start to think about what the meaning might be. Another example might be something like suyuf. You know that's a plural in what pattern that we've met? The banuk pattern? Yeah. So you know it's a plural word. You may not know what it's a plural of. In fact, it's the plural of safe, which means sword. Safe, suyuf. And some singular patterns are more likely to take a particular plural root than others, and that you'll start to hear as well. And there's an example. The word bait, buyut, safe, suyuf. The singulars sound similar. And generally speaking, if you come across a singular that sounds similar to bait or safe, it would probably be quite a good bet to put it into the banuk pattern. Likewise, Medina, mudun, gazira, guzur. City, cities, island, islands, safina, sufun. So if you come across a word that sounds like Medina, Gazira, Safina, it's a good bet, again, to put it in to the Kutub pattern. Wazir, Wuzara, Karim, Kurama. You can start to hear those patterns, and you'll start to develop an ability to guess at the plural pattern and make a good stab. Guessing as well, I mean, if you are speaking to a native Arabic speaker and you use the wrong pattern for a plural, for instance, if you wanted to pay them a compliment and you said, you are into, into karimin, by putting in at the end of karim when you should have said kurama, they will understand that what you are trying to say is to tell them that they are generous. Or if you asked a chap for restaurants, il matamat fin, he will work out that all you have done is you have used the wrong pattern to express the plural.
and he will think a little bit about what you're saying and try to work out what it is exactly that you mean. If I went to another Arabic-speaking country and somebody told me a word and used a certain pattern that I am unfamiliar with, I might think that this is how they use this pattern in that country. I think it's an example of how native speakers, because there's more than 20 Arabic-speaking countries, Arabic native speakers themselves are also instinctively spending time when they meet other Arabic speakers from different regions, working out different usages from familiar roots. And it's something that is going on the whole time within the Arab world and not just for learners.